Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 70. And today we've got a special guest. It's one of our very first patrons for Made for Profit. Now, you've probably seen Keith Johnson on Instagram, where he has a knack for creating viral videos and has recently passed a major milestone on Instagram. Keith is a real student of the game, and he shares with us how he produces the best content he can and hones his skills in both woodworking and content production. Keith is a master of creating content around a single project. He produces dozens of small process videos that tell a story and bring you along for the journey. His process and mindset have helped him reach over 100,000 followers on Instagram recently and provides a ton of insight into growing a following on the platform in this episode. It is amazing. We are so proud of Keith as one of our patrons. But before we get into it, we do want to thank some of our MFP patrons, but we don't really know who they are. We're actually traveling, so we're recording this early. We will thank everybody personally next week. If you do want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. You can get some great rewards there and we'd love your support. But without further ado, here's our interview with Keith Johnson. All right, guys, welcome to the interviewer. We are here with one of our very first patrons, Keith Johnson from KJ Sawdust. Keith, what is up? Welcome to Made for Profit, my man. Morning, gentlemen. This is an honor. Oh, dude, this is fantastic. You uh, you have just, I mean, we want to start it off by congratulating you on hitting 100K on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Woo. Thank you very much. That and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. But it's it's been awesome uh, just seeing seeing your content evolve and change. And I can't wait to dive into that and talk about, uh, you know, all the stuff that you've learned on the platform, because I know we've had a lot of conversations behind the scenes that you are a student of the game. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to talking about that. But uh, but we definitely want to, you know, just kind of get into also how you, how you got here in the woodworking and stuff. So. Why don't, why don't you give our, our listeners, for those of the folks out there who don't know you, uh, because you are a, a small budding channel on YouTube, uh, <laughs> still still two videos? <laughs> I, don't, I may be a seed. I don't know if it's even budding okay. yet. <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah, if so if you guys are, are not frequents on Instagram, why don't you just uh, give folks a little background about yourself, Keith, and uh, let folks know what you're all about. Sure. Uh, I think woodworking kind of started way back when I was in eighth grade shop class, back when they had that kind of thing in schools. Uh, we did a bunch of projects from hand tools to power tools, and it was just amazing to me. I just loved actually making some with, something with my hands and then being able to like give it to my mother or my grandmother and just something to be proud of. And luckily, when I got into high school, we had they still had tools and had a program, but I was one of the only people actually interested in, in it. Most guys were were, you know, shop, they were in shop class for a reason because they really didn't want to, <laughs> they didn't belong in other classes, <laughs> I guess. So I was doing projects like building an Adirondack chair and a media center for all my rap cassette tapes oh, and yes. some other stuff. And I had the ability to do like a directed study where I designed my own house and did the blueprints for it. And I thought I wanted to go to school for architecture. Uh, so I applied at a couple of different schools and didn't get in for architecture because you have to take this incredibly design oriented uh, test to get like they send like if you go to University of Kentucky, they send you a packet of materials that you have to build a couple projects with and then send them back for them to evaluate. And that I just blew my mind. I'm like, I, I can't really work in that space, um, in that kind of design space. So where I went to school, I kind of got accepted into engineering, which is kind of your your path, Brad, and oh, yeah. didn't like it at all and found printing somehow, graphic communications, what it's called. So I did that and that's what I'm in now. But I did a lot of work during my college, uh, 
my college breaks and my high school vacations uh, working for a contractor. Uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff installing decks and windows and doing some built-ins. So I really kind of cut my teeth on the carpentry side then. And then in 2004, when I got laid off from uh, corporate America, my uncle's a contractor in North Shore, Mass. So I went to work for him and we were building custom homes. I was doing a lot of finished carpentry work, uh, built-ins and trim. And I, you know, I loved it. Uh, but I needed, I just didn't see myself doing that full time forever. So I went back to corporate America. And in the meantime, I was still, I was building my shop, doing private projects, uh, some commissions, and that's where it just started to grow. So, you know, I, I did a post a while back showing my shop from I think 2008 versus now, and it is like completely different. You know, I think a lot of people see every everybody with these amazing tools and these amazing shop setups, but that doesn't happen overnight. There's, there's definitely an evolution where I started with just a chop saw and a small bench and you just gradually build up your shop over time, figure out what you want, what tools you like, and you just keep going from there. It's ever evolving. As you know, you're always doing shop projects, Brad. I mean, it, it's just, and, and John too, it's just constantly trying new organization and evolving uh, as to get your shop the way you want it. And also, I you know, I just try to keep Every project that I do, I try to do something new that I've never done before so I can keep building on that skill set that I have. Now, because I am pretty much a self-taught woodworker. Now, the finished carpentry side, I definitely had some help from my uncle, but it was still like I would go home at night, read Fine Home Building and Journal of Light Construction and Fine Woodworking and try to find new ways to do things. So it's been it's been a process for me learning and now with things like YouTube and and classes and and five one working live and all these these conventions there's so much information out there that you can learn I think quickly I mean the problem is there's so many different ways that are being presented to you to learn you got to be able to weed out good information from bad um, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> uh, I think I just think I'm where I am right now I'm able to do that. So that's been kind of the evolution as far as my work, but I still, there's so many more other things I still want to do. Like I've never hand cut a dovetail. Um, there's just a lot John, of- t- John can help you <laughs> yeah, out. John, he's been working yeah. on that. John's a master now. I am in that rabbit hole deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, so it sounds awesome. So, I mean, is your shop uh, are you part-time? Are you full-time? You're selling com- more commission work now? You still got a full-time job, I think, right? Right. Uh, and and a, and a hell of a commute, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, 75 miles each way. But <laughs> we close on a new townhouse on Thursday. So we're moving. Uh, so I'll be about 20 minutes from work, which should help with a little extra shop time in the evenings, yeah. I hope. Um, Congrats on that. Unfortunately, it's going to cut down on my podcast listening time on the commute. That's the one good thing about it. Just make sure while you're purging that you keep this one on top. Yeah, oh, always. Let the rest <laughs> of the my favorites fall to the side. I mean, that, that's so cool, man. Because I am actually in the process right now of moving into what will be like my. You could consider it third or fourth or fifth shop, whatever you want to call it. Just because my buddies were letting me bum out of their garages for a while when I got started, and I was just like you. I had uh, just a chop saw in a in a really rickety bench that I was working on top of. And I started out the gate doing custom work um, just because I was, you know, able to uh, take the attention I was getting on social and and put it into that. But I love seeing the evolution um, over time and how you touched on it is like not all of us started out with a bunch of festal tools and not all of us started out with a bunch of like high end, you know, gauges and uh, and, and products that you see in our content now, you know, you can definitely get a lot of really high quality stuff done with basic minimal tool sets. And and that's mm-hmm. a, a lot of pushback there on social uh, from a lot of people because they 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 look at content like mine or yours and they're like, you know, how can I possibly ever do anything like this? And and, and with, without those tools. And I think it's uh, great to hear someone like yourself who who can touch on the evolution of that over time like it wasn't just you started out from the beginning bought the most expensive things you saw on a shelf and then started woodworking you know you you grow into it which is awesome um so you know speaking of evolution you know why don't you take us through your your instagram evolution there too because i i know uh i've watched your journey um over the past you know i would say year to 18 months since we started the show and you jumped on as a patron i don't even can't even remember now because we do do those uh 
reviews for our our 20 and $10 tier patrons. I remember doing yours and I think it's when Brad and I were literally looking at the screens together. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing to see your journey. So take us through that a little bit. Yeah, I think my first post was in June, 2016, uh, my woodworking post. And back then I wasn't doing any video, which I'm really bummed about because there was a, a really cool bench that I did with a lot of techniques, like some bent lamination and wedge through mortise and tendon that would have just been perfect for my, for my feed. Um, so when I started, I had no idea there was a community out there, a woodworking community. I saw people swapping stickers. I was like, what the heck is that? But I don't know what it is, but I want a part of it. So I, you know, I got some stickers and started engaging in the community and posting more of my stuff. And it's funny, if you look way back in my feed, I had a couple of videos where I did a couple of little product reviews and they were horrible. I mean, <laughs> it, <laughs> It, it's funny to go back and look, and, and it's a little depressing too, but you, you can see the evolution of uh, kind of my personality on here. If you watch my stories, uh, I really try to inject some personality and the humor in those to kind of get people interested. Uh, I want to make it fun. And, you know, back, you mentioned the the profile review that you, you guys did for me, and I think I followed two out of the six bullets you gave me, I think, because you asked, the, you asked a, a very hard question there, like, because you have a website, you have a YouTube, an IG, like, what do you, you want to do? Because nothing is really pointing anybody in one direction or the other. And I still haven't figured that out yet. So, uh, because it's very difficult, at least for me, it's difficult to promote YouTube on Instagram because it leaves you in the Instagram app. Like, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know, yeah. but if you click on yeah. a link, it leaves you there. They don't want you leaving. So you have to go to YouTube separately if you want to subscribe and, and do all that. So it's very difficult for me conversion-wise uh, to send people over there. However, I don't really have much over there anyway for people to go to. Uh, just two videos right now. But the problem is I spend so much time editing and shooting video for Instagram that I don't have any time for that. I really just don't yeah. have time to edit those long form videos. I want to, but I have to I have to pick one or the other right now with my schedule. And Instagram yeah. is the one I picked. Well, it's going to be it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens as you get some more free time here uh from the the whole commute. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. Mine wasn't nearly that bad. I was about uh, just a little under 75 both ways and and getting back an hour to an hour and 15 minutes every day was like, I mean, you, you'll get like a whole, you'll get a whole week, you know, like our whole day of your week, you know, of a mm-hmm. work day when you look at it that way. But, um, as you, as you were starting out, you know, let's talk about, cause I think what we really wanted to hone in on and one of the reasons we really wanted to have you on the show one is just to kind of celebrate you, you know, he's like our, our first $10 Patriot hitting a hundred thousand. <laughs> it's like such a, such a cool feeling and seeing to see you grow up there. But like when you started, like, t- how was it like, so June, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, just over, over two years to get there, 27 months, whatever, uh, to go from wherever you were at, which was, you know, you probably had a few hundred at that point, if you were, that were probably just friends, you were using it personally and people right. were following you back, friends and family, whatever acquaintances. Um, what what did that look like when you first started posting and trying to put that like did it did it come easy what what were you shooting on were you just taking everything from your your cell phone you know kind of walk us through that because I think we have so many people in the in the audience that are they're there right now mm-hmm. yeah I get I get the question a lot on what I shoot my video on and for everything is done on my iPhone everything I do I. Don't shoot any video on a DSLR. Everything is done on the iPhone, photos, video. Um, I edit everything in iMovie. I'd love to upgrade to like Premiere or Final Cut Pro. I just, again, it's the time factor. I just don't have the time to kind of learn those programs. Eventually I will. Um, So when I first started doing posts and engaging in the community, seeing what what else was out there, I was more actually engaging with... uh, contractors at that time because that's more what I knew and that that background because so I'm able to swing kind of back and forth I I can relate to those guys on the contracting side and I can relate to the woodworking side so through that I've been able to grow an incredible community um, just you know obviously across the country and the world but when I started posting I didn't know what the end game was I didn't I had no a hundred thousand followers wasn't even in my mind um at the end of 2017, I believe, I mean, my goal was 10,000 followers. 
And I hit that on New Year's Eve. Uh, a buddy of mine's <laughs> sliding in. <laughs> you're like, you're like, are you picking up the phone? Like, hey, Billy, like, tell your grandmother. Just, I know, like, just tell her. It's called Instagram. Hit follow. <laughs> KJ Sawdust, hit follow. That's actually not far from the truth because uh, my buddy Trevor, Spec Custom Woodwork, he was about to hit 5K. I was about to hit 10K. And we both put it up in our stories to help the other guy out. And before midnight, we both hit our goals. Um, so it was just, you know, another display of community uh, and, and what can be done. So a, as I, you know, and then I hit a couple, you know, I was growing slowly, but the whole time since I started listening to MFP, I was taking, just soaking in everything you guys were saying, everything on Instagram, as far as, um, you know, consistency, engaging with the community, you know, having post, I always want to post content that I want to look at. So you know, when I go back and look at my feed, I can see things that are like I shouldn't have posted that. That was a that was a bomb. That just I that was a post just to make a post. And I don't like to make a post just to make a post. Um, and generally, what I try to do is if I'm editing or filming on the weekend, I try to map out in my head what I'm going to do for the following week. So this past project I've been working on, this end grain kind of cutting board serving tray. I mean, it's it's a simple project, and I've gotten like seven posts out of it over the last week. And I think it's just evidence that you can get a lot of content even out of a small project if you're incorporating a lot of techniques. So after WorkbenchCon is when I, and what was that, February 2017? Yeah, February 2017, yep. You know, that's when I, we took a or lot 20, of- 2018. Oh, that February was this 2018. year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this year. Early this year. So I think I had about 14,000 at that point. And, you know, all the classes and courses we took there on social media and how to up your game and your photography, uh, you know, I really took that to heart and just started putting my head down and going to town. And, you know, I got into ever since then, I've been keeping a spreadsheet, you know, Brad <laughs> on his spreadsheets. So, oh, yes. So this is what I do. I have I have a spreadsheet. I have every post that I make, what time I post it. Uh, how many likes or views after an hour, after 24 hours, and after a week? He's got and you then- smoked, Brad. <laughs> oh, no, dude. He was telling me about this like uh, a while back, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm over here like. I was like, why do I not have that? Why, run. <laughs> <laughs> why have I not done it? Yeah, I used to do something similar, but when, yeah, when, when you told me that, Keith, I was just like. This is why you're winning. Yes. I was like, yes, I lied. There's I, but it seriously nothing is. about that that I don't love. I mean, it seriously is why you're winning. It's it's incredible. But continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Is that, and that's what I was. That's what I was uh, referring to in the beginning about being a student of the game. Yeah, when you when you told me that because I think that it, it will you will let you ride on with what you're going here in a minute. But uh, I, I think there's you know a lot of people don't like the analytics. And a lot of people uh, are like, well, you know, I don't have, you know, a business account or I don't have this or I don't have that. And, um, you know, you can you can get those like you don't need any analytics accounts, apps or anything to do what you're doing, which is is also uh, what I was doing in the beginning. I was doing I wasn't doing it quite to that level. But uh, actually, I think I was at one point and then I and then I stopped. But, um, you know, just going in and looking at the number of likes and like writing it down. Right. Like Mm -hmm. like you said, and. And I think I was doing it after a day at most. So like, you know, going in and, and having those three data points, because even with um, Instagram analytics and the other apps, like you don't get that series information. So you don't get like, you know, what happened after an hour. So you can't see the progression and the trend of a post. You just kind of see, OK, here's here's how it went. And you don't know if it popped off really hard and then died or if it had longer legs and and things like that. But but also the, the piece that I love and, and Keith, we actually use you as an example to our patrons uh, when we, because a lot of people talk about, oh, I don't have time in the shop. And like, I'm just not making that much stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, go look at Keith Johnson, go to KJ Sawdust. And so we're throwing you followers all the time. <laughs> not you. that you need them, but we're, 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 <laughs> I'll take them. we're always putting them over to you. And we're like, look at the walnut pedestal table base that he recently <laughs> did. And I was like, Dude's got like 40 pieces of content around making a table base. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, you know, getting into the details. And when you don't have a lot of time in the shop, like that's what you have to do. You know, like you like you said, like you've, you've got seven posts out of a serving board. Like you can go in. And I think what a lot of people would do is just is like the, the stock mindset is I'll just post a finished picture mm-hmm. of that cutting board. 
And then maybe I'll do an in process along the way. But like you said, you know, you're doing the chamfers, you're doing the glue ups, you're doing all the different pieces, uh, the cut up, the milling, everything like all that is content. And, and I think that's that's also something that uh, I love that you're planning ahead and looking like, OK, here's what I'm going to be doing. How am I going to do it? Uh, so when you said you edit, do you edit all your posts for the for the following week on the weekend? Uh, what I do is I'll shoot, try to shoot everything I can on the weekend. And then basically I'm like for for a Monday post, I'm editing video Sunday night. I'm editing the day before and then planning that and kind of writing the post. And then the next day I'll post it. And then, then Monday night I'm editing for Tuesday. So I'll try to work gotcha. a day ahead of time. So you, but you get all your video, then you, then you work it along the week. Right. I'll work cool. it. I'll break it into pieces. Yep. And are you building while you, uh, while you post or is like the project typically finished and then you're going back through the content? No, it's all in process. In process. So, which is, which, which helps me too, because if I get to a certain point and then I need to kind of sit down and think about it, it's like, okay, what next, what can I do next in this process that's going to be interesting and then I can post about. So if I were... And you guys know it's, it takes so much longer to video something while you're building it. If you, if you ever have the time to just build something and not tape it, you're like, wow, that took me like 10 minutes versus oh, yeah. two days. Um, I made four so it, displays it, yesterday. Well, <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm still fast at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so efficient. Uh, so that, that's, that's the downside of it is if you're trying to make money and you're trying to bang out projects for commissions it's very difficult to create content along the way. I have a specific setup in, and my customers know that it's going to take a little longer. And I also, you know, my, so I don't like to answer any pricing questions because I'm a little different when it comes to that because money isn't the, isn't the main objective for me in this. It's, it's to build a cool project, learn new skills and create content. And I'm always going to make some money on it, but that's not the driving factor. Um, as a part-time kind of hobbyist. So if we get back to the spreadsheet, so what that has t- has shown me, I mean, you always you can pretty much tell in the first hour how well a post is going to do, if it's going to pop off or not. So, you know, I learned from you guys that first hour is so critical with engagement that any anytime someone likes or comments on it, you know, jump in there and reply back. So generally I make my posts at two different times, which is 8.30 at night or 12.30 uh, during the day. And I pick those times because at night, I know when I make a post, I have the time to sit there and answer all the comments. Um, And during the day, I have my lunch break to sit there and answer all the comments while they're going off. So that is a big thing. You can't dump and run. I know you guys have said it. You can't throw up a post and put your phone down and think you're going to grow and you think people are you know, going to respond very well. You have to be an active participant in that post at all times. And it's weird now because it's very difficult when you have a ton of notifications coming through because it only allows about 100, I think, on your yep. phone. And so people are commenting on stuff from a couple days ago. So if you don't go back to those posts and look at the comments, then you're missing uh, a bunch of questions people may have. And then, you know, you don't want people thinking, oh, he's not responsive. So, you know, I have to make a habit of doing that as well as every few days I go back or every day I go back and check the previous day's post and make sure I didn't miss anything. So what that spreadsheet has shown me is the best times for me to post and video is best for getting followers. Um, my pictures... I mean, they get they get good feedback, but they don't get any reach uh, compared to my videos. You know, the videos can get anywhere to 60 to 80, 90 percent reach beyond your followers. And that's what you want. You want other people who don't follow you to see your content and come back and look at your profile and hopefully give you a follow. I mean, I have tons of people who don't or not woodworking related at all, but follow me and have said I have I could care less about woodworking, but I just really like watching these these process videos. So you can appeal to plenty of other people not in your space with the content that you that you produce. So putting just I don't want to put down people who just post photos because that's some people don't have the ability to whether video or edit. Um, but it's very difficult to grow with just a photo based account, you know, unless you're not in grain (laughs) or not in grain. Um, so you you just grow on other people's right. Yes. Right. (laughs) So you kind of have to, I think, (laughs) 
<laughs> go ahead, John. Sorry, <laughs> we go there. Uh, yes, <laughs> but the, uh, the the thing I, I laugh. Uh, I know we hit that recently in our last Instagram thing. It's like the the follow and and you know telling people to go out there and check out how many people they're getting uh, on videos versus pictures, which is which is great. Uh, but when, when did you figure that out? Because, you know, we've seen that and we've really seen it recently, but like, so you went to WorkbenchCon in February, uh, you know, so at that point you're maybe 12,000, 14,000, right. uh, followers. What, um, you know, coming out of that and, and starting and, and tracking the spreadsheet and stuff, uh, do you know when, like, because I remember, um, and I don't remember if that was the first one that popped off for you that really went big uh, is like inserting the Allen screw or the, the threaded insert. Was that the first one? That is. Yeah, the, the threaded insert. And it's funny because I put that up as a total. So describe the post for the. Sure. Yeah, just because it's it's hilarious what when, when you talk <laughs> about like how well it did. But so it's it was like put, an ASMR type thing. Right. Exactly. So I was putting a threaded insert into the bottom of this liquor cabinet I was building to accept the bolts that it would attach the base. So I zoomed in on it really close and I just show it basically screwing into the wood. And it just the way those threaded insert were inserts work, it just kind of disappears into the wood. Uh, and it, if you watch it, you're like, what just happened there? You can't really tell what really happened. So I put that post up as a total joke. I said to my wife, I said, you watch, this probably will be my best producing video ever. I posted it. I drove to the hardware store, which is two minutes down the street. I came back 20 minutes later and it had 20,000 views, <laughs> which is none of my posts have ever, since then have done that good. So, and it just started to grow and grow and grow and went totally viral. And a couple other viral websites picked it up. And to this day, it still gets reposted. I mean, the thing probably has 10 million views over different accounts. And at that point, I realized, okay, people seem to like the mindless, uh, what do you call it, oddly satisfying videos. So I was kind of leaning more towards that, the short form, the quick uh, 10 second, maybe 15 second clips. And then you could see the trend go up a little bit where people were watching more long form videos. So I started to go that way a little bit. And then that kind of fell off and they wanted to see more short form. And now it seems like they will sit there and watch a 60 second video no problem on Instagram. Um, I guess, you know, I don't know what the reason is, whether because they they don't want to go to YouTube and watch a full length video. They'd rather just watch something, you know, 45 to 60 seconds real quick and move on and go see something else. Um, but that that's where I've been centering my content around now is more 30 to 45 seconds because I can fit more in. It's tough to fit a lot of stuff in, obviously, in 10 seconds, unless it's like a quick the threaded insert, right? You know, I was, I had one where I was taking out a couple nails with some uh, nail pullers and, you know, little stuff. But it, it's, it seems that that those longer form videos, people are sticking around for them now. I mean, you can't tell retention rate on there. So, you don't. I don't know what, I don't know how long they have to watch a video before it counts as a view on Instagram. Is it halfway yeah, or 20%? Three, no, it's, it's three seconds. seconds. Dang it. All right. So maybe they're not, maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I think, but one of the, one of the things you can look at and kind of see that as well is, uh, and you can see, uh, you know, kind of the consumption of anybody is like, um, is unique views and then viewers, so views and then unique reach mm-hmm. because, uh, what you can kind of tell then is like for your, for that, uh, threaded insert, you know, you probably had on, a- I would bet if you went back and looked that on average, everybody watched that at least two times, probably three to four. Right, right. Like if you went and looked at that number because, you know, boom, 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 super short. And I remember when you started doing that and John and I were talking, we we're like, dude, Keith is on to something. Because like, <laughs> you, when you started going to those short jump cuts, right? So you'd be like, you know, throw the throw the tools down on the table, clang, make the sound, hit the woods, like pop, 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 just like real fast. Lots of, and then you you did kind of the whole shop sounds thing too, which is, right. which is cool. Uh, because I, I think that is part of that oddly satisfying that a lot of people like I, I it's hilarious. Like every single post that I do that's long form, uh, and I typically do a recap. Mine's very formulaic in the sense that I do, um, you know, mine's all based around the project and I'll do in process and process. And then, which is, are usually 30 seconds or less. And then my long form, which will be 50 to 60 seconds. But every time I post the long ones without a doubt, I'll get a comment about, 
I love the tool noise. Like people just love sped up tool noise, like because those are almost always at 10 X. Right. Um, and just like, you know, a, a 10 minute video in 50 seconds. Um, but yeah, I, I think you found that and it was cool because John and I were sitting there like, dude, Keith is, he's, <laughs> he's, he's figured out the seat, but that's, the, but you kind of hit it on the, the head too, is that it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a, a limp cod. It's like trying to grab a fish and <laughs> squeeze it out of your hand, you know? You're like, what? You're like, you have it for a second and then it's gone and then it's on to something else. So I like hearing the fact that, you know, you're, you were seeing what succeeded instead of just staying stuck in that rut. You changed, you went from 10 second to 45, you know, short form, long form, back to short form mm-hmm. and just keep switching it up because that's um, and all around the analytics because that's what it takes to really grow. And and again, this whole conversation we're talking about, you know, is is, is really growing and it's not, um, I know like a lot of people are just like, I, I don't want to do that. Like that, I, it's playing a game. Like I don't, and I don't think it is because, um, I mean, it's, it's knowing, how, it's looking for what people want, but it's not like you're selling out. Like you're not like, those are all things that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And you're sharing something that's, uh, you know, I like to do the whole educate, inspire, entertain. And, you know, some of your, some of your posts are entertaining. Some of them are educational, some are inspirational, like like all those things and mixing it in there. And it doesn't have to be like, like you're a, an excellent woodworker, and but you don't have to be like teaching somebody every single step along the way. Right. That's what I try to do. I do try to put in some some tips uh, that people that may uh, they may have never seen before. Um, but also, yeah, throw a little humor in there and not not I don't want to every post. I don't want it to be like a beginning to end of a project. So, you know, that way, and it's amazing that how many people will follow along the whole thing. Like the Walnut Liquor Cabin I did was eight months and I, I just can't believe the amount of people that stuck with me on that and were just so, uh, the engagement I got from everybody and the support uh, that followed along because, you know, that the attention span to stay with, with a project for eight months and follow along is pretty intense. Um, so it was, you know, I kind of learned there that, you know what, people do want to be involved in a long form process as well and see how you go through everything from from the design to how you're laying things out to different joinery techniques until the final product, which I actually have a difficult time putting the final pictures up because I always, you know, like this table that I just built, I just went up and, and took the final uh, beauty shots on Sunday and I don't like how any of them really came out. So I, <laughs> You know, to that point, I feel kind of like a tease because everyone's like, we want to see the final picture. And I just I don't want to put out any old picture. I want it to be good. I want it to be, you know, really showcase the work that I put into it. So that's the difficult part for me where I really need to work on actually practicing with my DSLR and coming doing better beauty shots um, to show off that final product. Yeah. Because all that. Yeah. I was going to say, because your quality of content is impeccable. Like for the fact that you're shooting it on your phone and we get a lot of feedback on um, upgrading uh, gear. And it's something that mm-hmm. Brad and I are constantly talking about as well. Cause you know, we both want to be shooting on like reds and, and, and yeah, yeah, the most red expensive cam- cinema cameras. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but I mean like besides being a gear junkie, seeing like you, cause I will put it out there that your quality of content is far past mine and i know for a fact that i have tens of thousands of dollars in gear that you don't have (laughs) so for all the people listening that are caught up in the gear which happens to me which happens to brad you can really really produce high quality content without it so walk us through that a little bit on like you were just touching on you don't like the shots for your um your final uh beauty uh, parts for for your last build like is it the lighting is it the staging is it the backdrop you know what what's going on there because you do have a very clean consistent look in all of your content which i think is impeccable and very valuable to uh brand assimilation uh for everyone that follows you one and two uh you're always it, it seems like from an outside perspective that you're always emphasizing a thumbnail while you're actually shooting so uh you know tell us a little bit on, on how you get such high quality stuff and why you're a little bit disappointed in those beauty shots. Right. The beauty shots because the iPhone's limitations with taking photos in low light. So that table I shot outside, but you know, you have a five foot round top. So that base is in a shadow. 
So it's really difficult without, you know, messing with manual settings on a DSLR to, to mess with your aperture and, and, and everything to get any detail under there. So the way it looks is you get the top and then you have a shadow and then halfway down the base is where it comes back into focus and it's, and it's fully lit. So anything for me with low light on that iPhone, just it looks grainy and the details in there and the colors off. So that's where I have difficulty. Um, but as far as shooting video and the iPhone is amazing, but that also has difficulty in low light and video. So I have lights. I have a ton of shop lights, overhead lights that I'm constantly un unturning the tubes to turn them off and turn them on. And I got lights over here and I'm putting cardboard <laughs> over these lights because you get funky shadows and highlights. Uh, mm -hmm. So it makes it difficult to get a consistent shot all the time rather than, you know, I'm, I'm not a pro, so I don't have a... I, I have some studio lights, but I'm not set up to do that. And you know, when you're trying to take a shot over here at the router table, then you have to move all your gear over, over to the bench and take a shot over there. It just takes, it takes time. But that's the, why I kind of like the iPhone is because you can see it. Um, you can take a test shot and you can also see it in the viewfinder, um, how the lighting is going to look when you're shooting that video. It's not until sometimes after that you realize, oh man, my hand was right in the way and now you can't see it. So you have to go back and shoot it again. That's that's kind of one of my biggest obstacles because I wish with that iPhone you could link it to uh, like an, an iPad or another iPhone so you could see. Because when you turn that camera around front facing, it's no longer HD. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wish I had another monitor where I could see exactly what is in frame like you can with with either, a, you know, a GoPro or a DSLR or something. Um, so that's where I run into issues. Um, hmm. But in, 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 I think that with the lighting, too, that you're trying to, you know, trying to trying to make it all work with just what you have and then not having any, you know, fill light. Because like that's what a photographer would probably do if they took it out there, right? right. They, they'd have some battery powered fill light that they'd, they'd light up that base uh, or they, you know, golden hour, you're still going to get some shadows, but it's a, a more even, even cast or what they'd more likely do is take it into Lightroom yeah. and then do a mask and lighten the base versus the top. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, like being, being constrained, um, and, and like, so for your pictures, do you edit them in Instagram or do you edit them in a, an app on, uh, your iPhone? Yes. I use a Google Snapseed pretty much to edit all my photos. Um, if you've never heard of that, it's, it's a great program. You just pull it in there and, you know, I, I jack up the, the detail a little bit and it, what's called structure. And, you know, I mess with the vignette kind of a little bit. So that's, so, you know, the shadows around it are, are darker and then it's kind of more highlighted focused on the, the point that I want to, to highlight. Uh, so that's where everything is edited. And, and John, you asked the question, do you kind of shoot a project with a, with a thumbnail in mind? And I do, I want that thumbnail to be just a split second on screen. Like I want, I want that to be what is seen in my feed, that final kind of piece or something to pull you in. Like, I don't want it to be a, a you know, a picture of a miter saw or something. Like I want it to, to show you what I'm about to make, but it's such a quick snap. Like I, I break it down to like 0.1 second. So it's so fleeting. You, you forgot you even saw it, but it pulled you in to watch it. So then by the end, I kind of try to throw that final pick back up on screen again, just to review what we just did. So it's kind of a suck you in and then pull you out. <laughs> yeah, you got to be thinking tactically when you're doing thumbnails and try and make the most interesting part of whatever you're doing. Um, the, the feature or the focal of what everyone's going to see if they fall on your feed. And we right. talk about that a lot in like our specific Instagram episodes, but I think it's vitally important for a lot of our listeners who want to be better on Instagram to consider that thumb or that, uh, you know, it's a, if you're, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the photo that shows up in your feed that before a video plays, it's, uh, you can actually change that in Instagram when you go to post. Um, mm -hmm. and Keith does a great job of, I mean, having some very high resolution looking thumbnails that are, uh, done specifically for each piece of content and not just an afterthought, um, which happens to be something that, you know, I typically do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with, with that being said, um, I, I want to go back a little bit and, and touch on how 
you can like you're very good at turning a single build into so much content. You know, we have um so many comments and so much feedback from the audience on that, you know, I'm doing something I don't feel like this is cool or this is boring. Um, you know, d- tell us like a little bit about how you stage out a build in order to make it interesting throughout because like you said with your liquor cabinet, 8 months to build something is an incredibly long time frame to keep people interested. You know, what was your thought process going into that and then talk you could specifically talk on this uh kind of X frame round table that you just recently wrapped up too because I know personally I've I think I've seen all like 38 pieces of content you produced around <laughs> it because I I I'm admiring it. It's a gorgeous piece. Thank you. Uh the liquor cabinet was just took on a mind of its own. It was uh, it was for a dear friend of mine. So she wanted a liquor cabinet, but didn't care what it looked like, to be honest. She was like, eh, whatever you think. And so I sent her some preliminary sketches, um, but it's I didn't walk into the shop with a set of plans. I walked in with a basic idea. And the first thing I started with was, was the base. And how I go through every project and preparing kind of for Instagram is I try to map out in my head what parts of the process will work well. And then I build off of those. So for the base, there was so much joinery in that in that base from cutting the the tapers on on the legs to the through mortise and tenon uh, to the sliding dovetail. I mean, I had so many videos just on that small little base. And then yeah. as we worked up into into the carcass, you know, assembling the whole thing, and then the inside, I had no plan for the inside of that. How I was going to do where the wine, the bottles are stored and the glasses are stored. So, you know, that's where I spend time, you know, sometimes at night I'm, I'm trying to research how I'm going to do things and how I'm going to build or what I, the, the design ideas that I want to incorporate. So that whole stage along the build, cause I'm a big <laughs> proponent of prototyping. Like I, I have an idea in my head of what I think will work, but I won't know until I actually do it full scale. So I went through a number of prototypes with, with different door pulls and drawer pulls. And every one of those is content. Because you're 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 using a different process to create them, and it's producing a different end result, and that's basically how I, I I I structure all my builds is is to look ahead and think how am I going to build this first of all, and then how can I bust this up into chunks for content? I mean, every build is focused around Instagram, <laughs> as silly as that sounds, but right now. I, I take on projects that I know will give me a ton of content and try to do them out of Walnut because that seems to be uh, <laughs> That's you know, the most popular, the most popular it with myself it works well with your. Yeah. Yeah. And with the That's community. What, like, well, yeah, because yeah. And you have your, your little medallions, which are awesome. The little CNC cut medallions out of the wall. Yeah. So you can't be, you can't be throwing that on maple, dude. Oh, like, oh, no, just no not, although that would, that would kind of look kind of cool. But, but I, I, I love that. Like, Oh, I, I want to kind of jump on that because I, I like where you went with that. That Like, it's interesting now that, you know, we're in you know a time where that's actually a thing, right? You're like, because you said it earlier, like when you build commission work, you're it sounds like you're probably just, you know, not charging uh, what you could and that you're taking it uh, for two reasons. One, to learn new techniques and try new techniques and two, to get great content out of it. And I think there's. I mean, I, I think that's just amazing. That's a great way to do it. Now, that's a luxury that a lot of people don't have, but it is right. a luxury that is distinctly on a hobbyist woodworker, right? So Absolutely. it's like, as, as a hobbyist, you can do that. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people want to jump into that side hustle and start selling and making money right away. Uh, I love that you kind of pulled back and said, you know what? I want to learn. Like, I'm not trying to bust out something super fast it might take me eight months to make this liquor cabinet, but I'm going to learn. I like, I was just, I was just scrolling back through the feet. Like those, like the handles on that, just like, you know, your, your eye of detail on handles oh, and pulls is, is so, so awesome. Even the buttons. And the idea, <laughs> like exactly. Your buttons are gorgeous. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, that nobody's even going to see those, but having, but having, uh, the wherewithal to do that and spend the time and you're you're investing in yourself and you're investing in that. So so I, I kind of want to play that forward, too. So is this like, you know, do you have a goal in mind? So you're doing that. You've obviously now that you've kind of stumbled upon and then figured it out and have excelled at it. 
is you've now grown this social following. So now that you've done this, like, like, where does that, where does that put you? Like, you're, you've got all these skills and techniques. Like, are you, you know, going to be trying to go down the side hustle of a, an Instagram influencer and turning into a full-time, you know, not a full-time, but a, a larger scale content creator with YouTube and that? Like, what does that look like for you now that you've kind of gone through and, and just found this, you know, basically going back to our last episode, uh, you you found your niche or episodes ago you found this niche that now you're fulfilling like what what how do you play that out now that's a great question and i don't think that was on our approved list of questions (laughs) but i'm gonna i'll address it anyway uh the answer to that is i'm still not sure um i've had uh the uh, kind of the honor or the ability to work with a couple of companies that I've admired for a long time, Woodpeckers being one of them. Um, I'm able to, I create content for them. I post some of it on my feed and most of the time they, they uh, but most of the time I give it to them to post on their feed. Uh, Cause I don't want, I mean, you're different Brad, cause this is your, this is your full-time job. People know what you're out there to do. You're working with sponsors, you're posting sponsored posts. Uh, I don't want my feed to look like an advertisement right now um, because to me, it's just not what I want to be. I want to, you know, I work with woodpeckers. I work with, I have another company coming up that I'm going to be working with, uh, but it takes a lot of time to work with these companies, uh, to create content for them. Like all day Sunday, I was in in the shop doing a woodpecker video. And at the end of it, the project, the thing that I made, was a piece of crap and I'm doing the whole thing over. So I kind of wasted a whole day um, being in the shop. So if you're trying to work with sponsors and also do this as a side hustle or, you know, make money off, it's, it's difficult. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a big, I, I think it's a misconception that you want to work with sponsors. You can make money and get free tools. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that go into that and creating content for them. So they get value out of it as well. So the way I'm leaning towards is I, I do want to do more YouTube stuff. I definitely want to grow my following over there. I think I can do more longer form videos. And I think working with a couple sponsors over there to help them with affiliate links and make some passive income doing that. Uh, I just haven't found that transition point where I'm like, I'm ready to go and let's do it. Uh, it's, it's just very difficult. I know people say, oh, the, the grind, the hustle and work all night and, you know, don't get any, I, I can't function that way. Like at 10 o'clock, like that's why I'm never on your lives, Brad, that one that I popped on at 10 o'clock, the lights go out and I'm in bed. I got to get up at five. So I, I can't function on not having a lot of sleep. And I, I, it's not fair to my day job to walk in there like a zombie. So you know, I don't get home till seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then we eat. And by then, you know, I'm not going out in the shop during the week. It's just, it's too much for me. Um, so it, everything is focused on the weekend. So I try to pack in as much as I can. And to to do more long form video on YouTube, it's just the problem with that is then you got to build a project really fast, and I'm not good at that. You know, I'm more, I'm better at drawing things out and showing the whole process rather than banging out a quick project over two weekends and, and posting it up. So that's where this, the struggle is for me. And eventually I'll, I'll decide what it is exactly that I want to do. But, you know, I want to keep it as a hobby right now, take on some commissions, make a little side money to, to buy some more tools, uh, work with a couple sponsors uh, to help them get their name out there and also you know, elevate my game because to me, every time you're putting out a piece of content with a sponsor backing, I want that to be the absolute best. I want them to say, man, we got our money's worth and more out of that. So, you know, next time they pay you more. And I don't want them to look at that piece of content and think, oh man, what did we give this guy money for? That was kind of a waste. So, you know, I think we all have very high expectations for ourselves that we want to, that we want to achieve. And every Everything I do, I want to do the next thing better. And we always want to keep upping our game. And I'm able to do that on Instagram because of the feedback I get from everybody. If I was just posting pictures and I didn't have any followers and and any feedback, then what I was posting wouldn't really matter because you're not really getting, you don't know what people think of it. You know what you think of it. But having that constant feedback and people following along and, and really appreciating your work and commenting, asking questions, 
you know, it just, it really fuels me. It keeps me going all the time. Yeah. The community is a huge aspect of, of what I think is amazing about Instagram specifically, because it's so positive still. Right. I mean, like you can look at someone like, uh, like Spags, for instance, he'll, he'll show you comments on the same post on Instagram and Facebook and get completely different feedback on him. And I find it, right. I find it insane how negative some people can be in some context. So I'm glad to hear that you're loving and enjoying the Instagram community and actually like you care about it. You post things for other people. And I think that there's a lot of importance in that statement um, for, for everyone listening that wants to get better at, at, you know, growing a, an Instagram following um, is that people actually do care. People tune in daily or, you know, hourly or whatever in order to see what's going on. A lot of the feedback I get on mine is, you know, uh, you're, you're extremely inspiring. I love seeing what you're doing on the daily, you know, find you hilarious. And then, you know, a couple more bonuses to poke the ego, but <laughs> regardless, a lot of it is based on what's happening and, you know, uh, what I'm creating in order for the community to benefit for me to sit there and post things that are selfishly intentful for me, like, uh, beauty shots with pricing for sales, for instance, something like that. You can see where that barrier on community building could exist and you do a great job of bringing people along for the journey in a project, telling a story and providing value. Um, and and uh, and I love that you've had success with it. And we're starting to see a lot more of our patrons like yourself have success in it. And and I think it's um amazing to you know be able to follow along, see that you're working with some sponsors now, and know that you know whatever it was 16, 18 months ago, we were looking at your your uh your your channel just getting started and giving you feedback and whatnot on how to do it and now we're sitting here picking your brain on what's working for you because you because <laughs> you know brad and i are going to spin it and start putting out you know kj sawdust style video <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, you know what's funny though is um a lot of a lot of business is uh it's a copycat world right you find someone else what they're doing you pivot a little bit to you and, and you regurgitate it but I want to emphasize how difficult it actually is to mimic and copycat the type of content you put out there. Because for me, for instance, I saw the success you were having and Brad and I were spoke about it, as we said earlier in the show. And I was like, wow, he's doing a great job of emphasizing the small parts going into a build. So I was like, let me see if I can do anything like this. And my goodness, was it difficult for me because I don't have a lot of the, the factors that go into it. Like my work isn't as crisp and clean as yours is. Neither is my lighting. And like those very tight angles and all of the um, little nuances that go into your builds fit your brand. And I think that that's important when you're developing a brand, especially on Instagram um, for all of our listeners, is that find your own voice, like find what's working for you and pull little tidbits. We talked about it in uh, a couple shows back, you know, it, uh, a little what five degree turn, Brad, if you're trying to find your niche. Yeah. Don't go 180 mm -hmm. degrees and just see that it's working for Keith and boom, drop your entire workflow and your voice and your and your feel and look and try to mimic it. Like take a little bit of that and then go take a little bit of an Alex Steele and go take a little bit of a Spags or whomever and just start incorporating that into your own till you find your own voice and you can have a lot of success. Um, you talked about it a little bit earlier is that you went to WorkbenchCon and, and learned a ton and then started applying small things. But then you right. were studying your own stuff and what was working and doubling down. So it's it's almost like a textbook of made for profit. Like <laughs> I mean, and, and I love it because we put a ton of effort into creating as high quality a show as possible. And to hear mm -hmm. you reciprocate, you know, a lot of the things that we say and try to emphasize um, and then to hear them working for you. It's just so it's, it's gratifying. It's fulfilling. Like I'm fired up. I'm excited. And I'm learning from you now. And, and now that we're all growing in this together, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's just such a such a cool thing to see. And, and I know you and Brad talk a lot, but this is like really our first like deep interaction. So I'm loving it, right. dude. Congrats on all your success. And I mean, it's it's amazing to see how far you've been growing and, and, and the growth you have and the potential you have for the future. Uh, you know, we got to get uh, we got to get on a woodpeckers project together because I work with them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well. yeah. I saw you and, with the sled, the router sled. You know, I'm, I'm over here trying to. <laughs> <laughs> miserably hand cut dovetails and, and, and <laughs> if that's something you want to jump into i think we could I think we could have some fun oh that sounds great um yeah i think i you know i don't know if you can ever figure out this platform but you know you guys gave me the the base from the start which you know it, it's the biggest three things like you said is consistency 
engagement, and quality. And if you have all three of those things, that's a great recipe for success. To me, you can't have two out of the three or one out of the three. You got to have all three in order to make it work or give yourself the best chance. And, you, you know, I think you also have to sit back and think, what is my ultimate goal here? When I first started, my ult- I didn't have an ultimate goal. I mean, it was, to, to be honest, it was like everyone else. We want more followers. But what does that really mean? Uh, and as, as I started to get more, it, it became more clear to me that this, this is more about learning, community, and just having fun. You know, I was joking the other day that I, I, I could probably s- travel across the country and sleep on a different table saw every night from, from all the people that I've met. Now, they may not all be cabinet saws, but in any event, it's still like you just feel home on here. Like I respond to every message that's sent to me. You know, I love people who ask questions. And, you know, like you said, we don't really get many trolls on here. And if I do, I do have a I do have a quick little temper when it comes to like comments that really kind of set me off. But you know, my old boss always taught me, don't react, respond. So I try, if I see something come in that's really sets me off, I just put the phone down. I say, okay, just think about this for 10 minutes. You know, it, it's very hard to convey tone when you when you type something. So maybe it wasn't as malicious as you thought. And then, and if it's, if I go back and it's still has, you know, I'm still a race car in the red, I just say, you know, thanks for stopping by or just something really sarcastic like that. Just because... <laughs> um, you know, there's really no place for that. I mean, yeah, like you said, YouTube and Facebook, that's where you want to go and, and be <laughs> and be harsh if you want to. Um, but I get so few of those. It's And it's mostly from people who aren't even in the community. They're people who just, whether they see your post in Explorer and they're like, what is this? And they're like, I don't understand the point of this. And like, well, if you read the, if you read the post description or follow anything along, then, you know, it would be more clear. But I can <sighs> see why some of my posts wouldn't make sense to people who don't know what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and that's that's always going to be a challenge, right? <laughs> is 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 when you get a larger following and you you mentioned it earlier is that uh people have no clue about woodworking, right? Mm-hmm. But they're following you because they like this, they like what they're seeing. They like the eye candy. Uh and you do the eye candy well. And and so what that comes with is that when you get those people who are also just like, you know, keyboard commandos and they're like, <laughs> "Well, what do you, what do you, what what the heck is that? Why didn't you do that?" Like, it's been interesting when I've I've been going through my bathroom remodel and it's bringing out a whole other I've got like more I won't call them trolling comments, but I have been questioned a lot more. Not like, hey, well, how did you do this? Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Shouldn't you have? Mm-hmm. Where did where was? Uh, so like, yeah, people. And, and I think it's also because people more people have done that. And there's a lot more of those type folks out there. But it's been interesting as I have putting out new content that yeah, it's there's been a lot of pushback, but I love that I love what you're talking about, and we always talk about and su- assume positive intent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I love the uh, respond, don't react, and uh, you know that that's the same thing. Like when when those people go in there, I have made it a point to answer all of those in a way that uh, you know it was a a positive question, and every single one of them was like, oh okay, cool, like you know like. Right. Like the way I read it was like, why didn't you do that? And, you know, the way they're asking is probably like, well, why didn't you do that? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, because it has an integrated seal on the back of the excursion plate. Right. So it's uh, like the excursion oh. plate. Ah, the excursion. Yeah. Try to spell that. The spell check didn't pick that one up. I don't even know if that's the right word, but that's what we're going it with. It is. But, it is the right word. Yeah. Excellent. That happens so, a ton. I, uh, in, in, <laughs> and like Brad said, always assume positive intent, man. It's. It's a great piece of advice for the entire community. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and emphasize it one more time because I, <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I have to self practice a ton, way hard, way man. more than I probably should um, with that rule too. So you know we're we're all very it is hard there well, because it's like it's you're putting your baby out there as much as you know as mm-hmm. much and and I think it's been awesome to hear the detail and that for the audience to hear how much effort and time and planning you put into it. Uh, Keith, because, you know, like that, that's every little piece of contents, a, a little baby that you're sending off into the world and you mm-hmm. want everybody to kiss it and love it and tell you how cute it is. Right. And when they say, why did you do that? Like, yeah. man, your baby looks kind of ugly like that, <laughs> that. That gets you right in the feels, man. You're like, Ugh. this is my thing. So it's, it, it is hard, but it's, I think it's great to, to hear that one. 
One thing, uh, Keith, it's been awesome talking to you, dude. We'd love to wrap up with, as you know, is uh, a piece of advice. So something that you would give, uh, especially for you, you know, as a, as a hobbyist, as a, a guy who's been on Instagram and has found some success, uh, what kind of what kind of feedback or uh, information would you give folks out there? Well, to, I mean, to sum up uh, as far as the Instagram, I mean, it's those three things, consistency, uh, quality, and what was the third thing? Oh, engagement. Engagement. <laughs> okay. <That's what> you're- <laughs> um, but, but most of all, figure out what you want to get out of this platform. If it's, if it's community, awesome. If it's sponsorships or, or whatever you want to get, have that in mind. Have a goal in mind. Don't just think you're going to throw up content and sponsors are going to come knocking at your door. Um, you know, have, have a specific goal and a target in mind. Right now, I actually don't have a target anymore. 100,000 was my target. Now my target is John. I'm coming after you. I'm coming after that 120,000 that you have. 23. That's like 23. Bring it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I looked at this whole thing. This whole my whole growth was you can't take you can't eat an elephant in one bite. So just small steps. You're not going to grow 10,000 overnight. You know, it's a journey. Enjoy it. See what works. See what doesn't, and learn from that. And then, I think you're gonna have a lot more fun. You know. Mark Spagnuolo said it best, like, forget about the numbers because it'll just drive you crazy. So just focus on what you're doing. And, you know, I have posts that bomb that, that, that just flop when I think, you know, I think they're home runs and they're, you know, they end up being just a single. It's just how it is. It's how this community or how it's you accepted can, or how it's You can still pushed. make the Hall of Fame hitting singles. That's absolutely right. You know, and, and the way Instagram's been working lately with, with video you know, you can tell, I can tell right away in like the first hour if it's going to pop off. However, like after that first 24 hours, after that first week, even now it's going two to three weeks and it's still going, you know, I'm calling it the IG interest rates. Like they compound weekly. Like it, <laughs> I was, I was looking at some of my posts that from three weeks ago and they got 50,000 more views this week. So they're continuing to get Long pushed, game. you know, exactly. You know, they're drawing it out and just constantly feeding people that. So that's, you know, so don't think just because maybe after the first hour a day it bombed, it, there's still potential there for that thing to take off. I mean, that's where all my, I think the majority of my followers came from is when these videos take off. You know, I can correlate looking at, at um, just regular photo posts to video posts and there's no comparison on on where those followers come from so if you're not in the video game it doesn't you know it doesn't matter it all but like i said it all depends what your end game is yeah that's awesome i I think that's a great takeaway dude i think it's a great takeaway because uh i I think that's where a lot of people come in a little bit lost and they don't you need to we've talked about goals on the show obviously a lot and having something in there to shoot for and go for and, and just as an anchor, because that day that you don't want to do it, you're going to be like, well, what are, you know, okay. And you're like, all right, why well, I'm going to go ahead and put this in. Or I love what you said too, you know, don't take the easy layup and put up a junker mm-hmm. that, you know, you didn't hit the single on that. Like you, you tried to bunt and you, you know, you, <laughs> you, you fouled into like, the that's, mitt. that's like the yeah. worst. Yeah. That's like the worst way to go. Like you try to bunt and then you miss and then you're just like out. Uh, so you know, get, get the good piece of content and feel good about it. So I love those three keys, the consistency, quality, and engagement, right. which uh, we preach heavily here. So, dude, it has been fantastic. We, uh, first and foremost, completely appreciate your support. You have been one of our longest patrons, uh, and you jumped on that bandwagon early, and it has just been amazing to watch you grow, and uh, we have had a pleasure of having you on the show, man. Oh, it's been awesome. It's, it's I really appreciate it. Yeah, brother. It's been a blast. I can't I can't wait for the competition now. Cause I mean mm. I just got a video. <laughs> I just got a video guy. So I'm just sending him like I'm texting him right now. I'm like, hey, go to Keith Johnson's page, steal all of his content. <laughs> no, this has been great, dude. Really appreciate having you on the show. Love hearing about your success and cannot wait to see in a year from now how much more you've grown, dude. Oh, that sounds great. And we'll, uh, if we don't see you before then, we'll see you at WorkbenchCon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Keith. Good talking with you, brother. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. John, how awesome is that? I mean, I love seeing one of our patrons just diving into Instagram and be able to have this amazing growth like he did 
And he's just so entrenched in the community that it's he's just he is a student of the game. Love Keith. It's so impressive, man. I love how he's taken the wealth of information out there between our podcast and WorkbenchCon and all of the resources that are on the internet. And he's actually put it into application, which is fantastic. His attention to detail and his methodical mindset are just so impressive to me. And I absolutely loved this show. Yes. Anybody who has a spreadsheet with hourly data uh, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is my hero. So yes. I'm, 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 I'm good with that. Uh, if you guys <laughs> do want to see Keith's work, uh, make sure you head over to madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 70. We'll have links to both his Instagram and YouTube channels. Yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Made for Profit. We are doing a lot more over there now, um, engaging with the community, asking tons of questions, getting some awesome feedback. So if you'd like to be a part of all of that happening, make sure you're following along at Made for Profit. Absolutely. And and don't forget hashtag MFP Beauty Shot and hashtag MFP behind the scenes. We are um, getting back into that and doing a lot of reposting here. So, uh, but right now we're going to go take care of some of our patrons in the after show. John, let's go there and crush it, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it.